the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Everything that we once trusted in and counted on for security is being stripped away. But you know what? Jesus Christ doesn't fail. Jesus Christ doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He's the one thing in this world that we can count on. And more and more, as things are just being stripped away, we're realizing that Jesus is the only thing that we can count on. The pandemic has taken away many things we would consider normal. It has stripped away things like holiday get-togethers, traveling the world, school for children, and even jobs and weddings for some people. In today's message, Pastor Dan acknowledges this, but encourages you to remember something important. Though viruses or other horrific things may take much from you, Jesus can never be taken from you. He is still the same and can be counted on no matter what is going on in the world. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. been looking at the subject of fear, anxiety, and faith in the Bible. And the reason is because of just the times that we're living in. These are fearful times. A lot of people are worried about what's going on. You know, the the coronavirus is very uh, unfamiliar territory for all of us. Uh, Just two or three months ago, most of us had never even heard of COVID-19. And here we are now, Uh, where the whole world is shut down because of that virus. So there's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a lot of things that are causing fear. There's a lot of things that are beyond our control. Like how long will this stay-at-home order be in place? When will kids go back to school? Will kids go back to school this year? Will I lose my job? Will I be furloughed? Will I be laid off? What's going to happen with the economy? What's going to happen with the stock market? Will I be able to pay my bills this month or next month? When will life get back to normal for us? And all of this uncertainty, it can make people fearful and anxious about life. And that's why we're doing this Bible study in this series and looking at what the Bible says about fear and anxiety and faith. The Bible actually has a lot to say about these things. And speaking of that, I want to encourage you to be reading your Bible. Use this time, redeem the time to be in the Word of God, seeking the Lord. You can read through the entire New Testament in less than 20 hours. So you can take the next month or two months 
and spend some time reading through the New Testament every day, and you can read the entire New Testament during this lockdown. You know, as we're locked down, locked down on the New Testament for the next few months. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. As we look at one of the teachings of Jesus Christ out of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, Jesus speaking says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature, one hour to his life? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things Gentiles seek, or non-believers." For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Well, here Jesus tells us not to worry. And specifically, he tells us to not worry about our basic needs in life, the four walls, so to speak, you know, paying your bills and buying groceries. A lot of people are worried about those things right now. As you know, many people have been laid off from their jobs or had their hours cut way back from work the last couple of weeks. Others are worrying about Grocery stores running out of food and running out of supplies as people are hoarding food. But here's what Jesus says. The believer should not worry. The believer should not worry. Jesus said, don't worry about your everyday life. Don't worry about your basic needs being met. Don't worry. Now, we should be concerned. We should be wise We should be wise about our finances and our resources. We should plan. We should prepare. We should do our due diligence. But the believer should not worry. Jesus says, don't worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your basic needs. You know, in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, it says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Now, there's there's all kinds of Uh, health problems that can be caused by chronic worrying. Worrying about your future, it's not good for you spiritually, it's not good for you emotionally, and it's not good for you physically. And Jesus says, don't worry. You know, the last few weeks, as we've been kind of in this whole thing with the coronavirus, uh, I've been thinking a lot about the Apostle Paul, 
because the Apostle Paul, uh, if you know his story, the Apostle Paul, at one point, he was imprisoned in Rome for two years. And his imprisonment was more like a, like a house arrest. He was confined to his home in Rome, much like we are confined to our homes now. And during that time that Paul was confined to his home, Paul wrote four letters that are known as the prison epistles, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. He wrote those four letters from prison. So they're called the prison epistles. And as you read through those letters, one of the things that is striking about those letters, there's many things that are striking about those letters, but one of the things that is striking is Paul doesn't say anything about anxiety or worry or fear about his life. In fact, the opposite is true. Paul was filled with joy during his house arrest. And I I think Paul was not worried and was filled with joy for a couple reasons. First of all, because he trusted God. Paul would write in one of his other letters, on another occasion when he was in prison, Paul was in prison a lot, another occasion when he was in prison, he wrote, for I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Paul knew in whom he trusted, Jesus Christ, and he knew that God would guard his life. You know, one of the things that is happening in the world right now, as you know, is so many of the things that we have trusted in are being stripped away from us. Whether it's your job security or your savings or your retirement or your health or even your freedom just to travel around, all of these things are being stripped away. Everything that we once trusted in and counted on for security is being stripped away. But you know what? Jesus Christ doesn't fail. Jesus Christ doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He's the one thing in this world that we can count on. And more and more, as things are just being stripped away, we're realizing that Jesus is the only thing that we can count on. Paul knew that. And so Paul wasn't fearful. He wasn't anxious. He wasn't afraid. Paul was also filled with joy instead of worry because he was focused on others instead of himself. And instead of being focused inward and focused on his circumstances, Paul was focused on others. Even while confined and in prison, Paul continued to serve the Lord and he continued to serve others. Now, his ministry looked different while he was in prison. He wasn't free to travel around on mission trips like he did before. So what did Paul do? Paul wrote letters while he was in prison. And, you know, we can still minister to other people, even though we're under a stay-at-home order. We can still minister to others. We can send text messages and emails and phone calls and that kind of thing and check in with people. So Paul wasn't worried. He wasn't worried because... He trusted God. He wasn't worried because he served others and he continued to serve the Lord. And here Jesus says to us, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your basic needs. And then what Jesus does here is he points to the birds to illustrate his point. Look at verse 26. He says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow 
nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? You know, one of the things that my family has done more of since this whole quarantine thing happening is we've gone for walks in our neighborhood. And we've got many, many neighbors out walking in our neighborhood. And one of the things that I've noticed is it's springtime here in Maryland and everything is in bloom and the flowers are in bloom and the trees are in bloom. It's just Maryland is beautiful in the spring. My wife and I both are from Florida originally where you don't really have the seasons. And so we love the seasons that we get to experience here in Maryland. And this time of year especially, you have just beautiful flowers in bloom, but there are also so many birds around right now that I guess are migrating back into our area. And there's just birds everywhere. And Jesus said here, don't worry about your life. Look at the birds. The birds don't worry about their life. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The birds don't worry about their future. You know, you've never seen a stressed out bird. You've never seen a bird, you know, pacing back and forth in your driveway, worried sick, you know, smoking a cigarette with a drink in his hand, trying to relax. You've never seen that. You've never seen a bird calling his financial advisor in a panic about the stock market going down. Birds don't worry. And Jesus says here, hey, birds don't worry and neither should you. The birds don't worry about their future and neither should you. If you think about the birds, what are the birds doing? Every day they're singing. Every day they're happy. They don't have a worry in the world. And Jesus said, birds don't worry and neither should we. Our heavenly father takes care of the birds and he'll take care of us as well. You know, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world to die on the cross for us, to forgive us of our sins, and to give us eternal life. Jesus didn't do that for the birds. He did that for us. God takes care of the birds. He's going to take care of us as well. In Romans 8.32, it says, Since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? God's already given his own son to die on the cross to redeem us and to save us. And certainly he's going to give us everything else we need. And so we don't need to worry. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be anxious. Look at verse 27. Jesus says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature or one hour to his life? Jesus says, worrying is not going to change anything. Worrying is not going to change anything. 
anything other than make you more miserable. He says, worrying's not going to add one hour to your life. You know, the Bible tells us that God holds our life in his hand, that all of our days, it says, are written in his book, numbered by him. The Bible says that our life is like a tale that has already been told. God knows the end from the beginning. And he has all of our days numbered, all of our days mapped out. And nothing can change that. Not even a virus. So if you're a believer in Jesus Christ tonight, there's nothing for you to worry about. You don't need to worry about the coronavirus. Now, don't misunderstand me. You should still be practical and practice social distancing and wash your hands and everything else that they're recommending that we do. But ultimately, as believers, we rest in knowing our life is in his hands. Now, Jesus uses flowers to illustrate his point in verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith. And here's the point Jesus makes here. If God takes care of flowers, he will take care of you. If God takes care of flowers, he will take care of you. Tomorrow morning when you get up, get up early, go for a walk around your neighborhood and just notice the birds of the air. Notice the flowers that are blooming And let the birds of the air as they're singing and let the beautiful flowers that are blooming, let them speak to you about the faithfulness of God. The birds of the air and the flowers of the field, they preach to us that God is faithful. That God is always faithful to his creation. Look at verse 30 again. He says, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven... Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? He says, you of little faith. Worry is the opposite of faith. Worry is the opposite of trusting God. I think of Peter in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 12. In Acts chapter 12, the Roman king, Herod Agrippa, he puts the apostle James to death as a martyr, And then he arrests Peter. He takes Peter into custody. And no doubt Peter was going to be put to death as well by Herod. And it says in Acts chapter 12 verse 6 that the night before Peter's trial. Again, when he would no doubt be sentenced to death the next day. That Peter was in prison. And it says that he was chained to two Roman guards. And Peter was asleep. Peter was sleeping like a baby. He wasn't worried. He wasn't panicked. He wasn't freaking out. He was asleep. Even though the next day he might be put to death, he's asleep. You know, the Psalms say that God gives his beloved rest. And that's true. And we can rest in Christ, knowing that our life is in his hands and that he's on the throne. That he's sovereign. And we can just rest in him, just as Peter just rested in the Lord. 
And so now verse 31, therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek non-believers, people that don't know God, they worry about these things. Look at the end of verse 32, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Listen to me, your heavenly father knows your needs. Your heavenly father knows your need. If you're not sure how you're going to pay your bills this month or next month, your heavenly father knows how much you owe and he knows how much you have. Your heavenly father knows your needs and he wants you to know that, that he sees you and that he knows the situation that you're in and he knows your needs. So what do you do? Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Here's what you should do instead of worrying, instead of fearing, instead of uh, being anxious about your circumstances. Here's what you should do. You should put God first. You should put God first. You should put God first in your life. You should put God first in your family. Put God first in your career. Put God first in your finances. Put God first in your time. Put God first in everything. Seek first the kingdom of God. You know, maybe God is using this coronavirus to reorder your priorities. Have you thought about that? That maybe God is getting things in order in your life so that you put him first in your life. Listen to this verse out of the Psalms. Psalm 46 verse 10. You might want to jot it down so you can read it later. I think most of us have heard the first part of the verse, but I want you to hear the second half of the verse and hear what it says in its entirety. It says Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. That's the part most of us know. But then it goes on to say, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. God wants to be honored in every nation and throughout the world. And the entire world has been brought to a standstill. The entire world has been brought to a standstill. And God says, be still and know that I am God. We've all been made to be still, all of us, haven't we? The whole world has been made to be still. God wants us to know him. He wants us to be still and know that he is God. That phrase, be still, it's also translated, cease striving. Cease striving. And how many of us, just two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were striving in life. At everything, running around like crazy. And God has brought everything to a stop. And God says, cease striving. Be still. And we should be asking the question, why has he brought everything to a stop like this? I know it's to flatten the curve. But spiritually, what is God doing? Why has he brought everything to a stop? Why has he made everything still? All over the world, I believe he has brought everything to a standstill so that we can know him, so that we can see striving. He asked me how I 
We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We know the current pandemic can leave you feeling uneasy with all the unknowns and constant change. We pray our broadcast would add some light and encouragement to your life during this time. Despite all the chaos of the world, remember who is Lord and cling to His faithfulness. He is still present and holy. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. When you call, feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry as it reaches people who may have never heard the truth of the Word of God until now. We truly hope today's message has been a blessing to you. Tune in next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.